I interviewed Bob Mayhew at a film in Las Vegas where he's retired uh, shortly before his death. He was a sinister character. He basically was the guy the CIA recruited during uh, Eisenhower years to kill Castro, to bring in the mafia to kill Castro in Cuba. And uh, again and again, the CIA would do things like this, the Dallas brothers, because they felt they uh, could get away with it. And uh, they used Mayhew, who was a, basically a private eye, uh, as a go-between with the mafia. Um, to kill Castro. He and they, of course, did not succeed despite multiple attempts to kill Fidel Castro in Cuba. But I think Mayhew was a central figure if we're now jumping way ahead to 1968. I think he was a central figure in the assassination of Robert Kennedy as he ran for president in 1968. And that's a whole other story. Yeah, I, I mean, it always seems like uh, w- within the CIA, especially during this sort of time period between the 50s and like, let's say the 80s, is that there's these sort of like Wall Street types who are at the top of the of the agency. And then there's uh, either kind of like intellectual or like aspiring Wall Street types who, are, who have this broad middle part that they take over. And then there's kind of the heavies, like guys like Mayhew at the bottom, who are essentially just like unvarnished gangsters who, you know... Uh, well, willing to shoot anybody at any point, you know, put a beat up a guy, put him in the trunk of a car, uh, and something like this. And it was really this like you can sort of see this class divide within the agency itself. Um, and that's yeah, I mean, great. I think Mayhew really exemplifies that. That's a good way of looking at it, Ray. So you have it, you have these uh white shoe types, these walls, yeah, at the top, who of course are very smooth very uh, well-educated characters, Dulles, Richard Helms, uh, James Angleton, who used to be a poet, for God's sake, before mm-hmm. he became... He was a sensitive uh, soul. He was a sensitive soul. And then you have, right, as you were saying, Brace, these these thugs at the bottom, uh, Bill Harvey, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Mayhew, David Morales, who essentially are killers uh, who enforce the CIA policy. And so these white shoot guys at the top, of course, never have to get any stains on their suits. And they're at the Georgetown cocktail parties swanning around and playing tennis with Arthur Schlesinger, the, the aide to uh, President Kennedy and so on. Dick Helms was a good friend of Schlesinger. Uh, so, yeah, they could you know be in polite company in Washington, but while their thugs took care of the dirty business. And the thugs were often mafia guys. They went to the mafia. The CIA recruited the mafia, not just to kill Castro, but I think we're also involved in the uh, in some of the wet work that they did mm-hmm. in the US, including the assassination of President Kennedy. There's a really great, uh, this isn't a question, but there's a really great, uh, uh, I, I can't remember what book it's from, but it's some book about the CIA that I read there's all these people in Berlin kind of talking shit on, on Bill Harvey for being uncouth. And one of them tells an anecdote where he goes to use the facilities uh, and he sort of sits down and pulls down his pants and just guns fall out of his pants and like <laughs> onto the, you know, across into the other stalls, um, which I think is really, it's, it's, it shows what these kind of guys were. This is Bill Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Harvey was uh, seen as a James Bond, (laughs) apparently of the CIA. He had a license to kill and he did use that license, but he himself was not really physically imposing. He was 
He's a dumpy kind of goggle-eyed guy who was yeah. not particularly good-looking. When Kennedy was uh, introduced to him as the James Bond of the CIA, he had to laugh because the guy looked so dumpy and so ridiculous. But he was a lethal character. And I believe, I say this in Devil's Chessboard, uh, because a CIA guy who was his deputy in Rome, Mark Wyatt, later told his children, his grown children this, that Bill Harvey was probably centrally involved in the assassination of President Kennedy and was on a plane to Dallas in the weeks before uh, President Kennedy was killed there. Uh, he had no reason to go to Dallas at the time. He was deputy. He was head of the CIA station in Rome. But Mark White spotted him going to uh, Dallas and asked him why. He said, just to look around. So I think Harvey recruited the actual shooters. I think that was mm-hmm. his role in Dallas. So when Kennedy came to office, he had been a critic of the Eisenhower Dulles foreign policy. Why didn't he get rid of, uh, why didn't he replace Alan, Alan Dulles? Well, that's the million dollar question, I think, Aaron. Why didn't Kennedy, you know, basically clean out his government of all these people who are his enemies? Uh, Hoover at the FBI, uh, Alan Dulles at the CIA, and on and on. He put a couple of Republicans in his cabinet. And what he felt was that he'd won in 1960 against Richard Nixon by such a slim margin that he had to bring in these Republicans as a way of basically having a bipartisan administration to reassure America that, uh, about the continuity of government. He was quite young. I think he was the youngest, wasn't he? Or maybe Teddy Roosevelt was the youngest president. He was quite young. He was untested as president. He felt he there had been an old World War II hero in the White House, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, for eight years. He felt, and his father who counseled him, Joe Kennedy, felt this very strongly, that uh, he had to, JFK, uh, incorporate many of these people from the Eisenhower presidency. Now, he got rid of uh, Dulles the first year, of course, after the disaster of the Bay of Pigs. And I think in a second Kennedy uh, administration, he would have gotten rid of Hoover and the others. But uh, he did feel he had to go bring them in. And uh, it was a problem. You know, de Gaulle in France, by contrast, survived. And we can talk about this some more. Mm -hmm. It's very important, I think, to talk about Charles de Gaulle, president of France, because he himself was the target of hard liners within his own administration in France. And he was counseling President Kennedy to get rid of them. He was ruthless about getting rid of his own political enemies in France, the OAS, the secret army organization, these right wing generals who came out of the war in Algeria, the colonial war that France fought there. And he ended that war, de Gaulle, and he uh, was a target of uh, violent, of uh, you know, hatred from the right wing because of that. And he was, of course, the day of the jackal. We remember that old movie. He was the target of several assassination attempts, one of which was very similar to Dallas. And he told President Kennedy, look, you've got to wipe out your enemies. He didn't. He didn't go far enough. Uh, Averill Harriman, uh, who was a diplomat, 
who brought home the test ban treaty from Moscow. Very important, uh, you know, wise man. And it goes back to the days of FDR. Council candidate along the same lines. You've got a new frontier, new administration. Get rid of these old types who are really dangerous. And he didn't. Or at least he didn't do it uh, deeply enough. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire. 